This podcast is proudly supported by Drama Victoria. Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. This is a scriptease episode where we talk through some of the world's greatest plays, jump through the major plot points, give some background, and of course, spoil the endings. All in less than five minutes, we do the hard work so you can do the easy listening. Today, we do Bent, written by Martin Sherman in 1978. Why is it called that? Bent was, or is, a word that used to describe homosexuals. It is a derogatory term that implies both not straight and also the stereotypical act of bending over. Although the term has been taken back and used with pride, it would not have been so in 1978. It also alludes to the bending of truth that occurs in this play. Warning. This is a play set during the Holocaust in a death camp. So please be aware that brutal and horrific acts are described and discussed in this play. Listener discretion is advised. It is 1934 in Nazi Germany, and our protagonist is Max, a gay man who goes to clubs and brings home one-night stands. He lives with a dancer named Rudy. We start with the morning after the famous night of The Long Knives, where Hitler killed off his unofficial military force, the SA. Max's one-night stand is one of the SA, and the man is killed in Max's apartment. Max and Rudy manage to escape and get to Rudy's boss's house, Greta, a drag queen at nightclub owner. Greta tells them about the essay elimination and a new focus on homosexuals. Greta gives them money and tells them to flee. We jump two years ahead. Max is speaking with the only family who will talk to him, his gay uncle, Freddy. Max and Rudy have been city hopping, trying to stay out of the Gestapo's way. It appears Max's family has decided to help and they will fly him to Amsterdam with forged papers. Max asks for two tickets so Rudy can come, but it's not possible. So Max promises to live a lie, pretend to be straight and work in the family business so they can get papers for Rudy. Freddy says he'll see what he can do. Back at their secret camp, Rudy tells Max he got a job as a ditch digger, and a man hiring knows someone who can get them help. But it's a trap. The Gestapo uses the information to find Max and Rudy. The two are on a train headed for Dachau. Rudy is tortured in a separate carriage. Max meets a man named Horst, who tells him about the pink triangle that all gays must wear. And then, in a brutal and horrific act of cruelty, Max is forced to assist in beating Rudy to death before he is taken away. At Dachau, Max is again talking with Horst. Max is now wearing a yellow star as if he were a Jew rather than a homosexual, in the hopes of not being targeted and getting some status. But he had to commit a horrid act of necrophilia for the guards in order to convince them he was straight. A month passes. We see the maddening punishment of carrying rocks from one side of the yard to another. Max reveals quietly, as they are not allowed to talk or touch, that, as a Jewish prisoner, he had been allowed to receive mail, and he got some money from his uncle, so Horst can be transferred. Horst hates Max for interfering. Three days pass, and Horst has not spoken to Max, but they rekindle, flirt, and perform the play's most famous scene, where due to their sexual attraction, the tension and the power of their imagination, they manage to bring each other to climax through words alone. Two months pass and we see Horst telling Max that he is still in love with him. Max retorts that queers are not meant to love, so it is not possible. Max is asked to promise that they will look after themselves if they need to. It is clear Horst is sick. After another two months, Horst is still sick and getting sicker. Max thinks he should ask for medicine and try to stay alive. They again use their imagination and words to embrace one another. Horse asks Max to be more gentle to himself. 
After three more days, Hort's condition has improved. Max got him some medicine. Max admits he gave an SS officer oral sex for the medicine. The officer enters, see who the medicine is really for, and sends Horse off to his death. He throws the hat over an electric fence and asks him to retrieve it. Knowing the electrical fence will kill him, rather than go quietly, Horst runs at the guard and is shot. When carrying Horst's body to be buried, Max tells the dead man that he does love him. Max is returning to work. Max is going to return to work. But then he goes to Horst's body, takes off his own jacket with the yellow star, and replaces it with Horst's jacket that has a pink triangle. And then Max runs at the electric fence, killing himself. If you found any of the themes, ideas, or concepts explored in today's episode challenging or difficult, please do contact Lifeline on 13 11 14. 13 11 14. There are always people here to help and listen. If you didn't know the player before, you do now. A bit. If you like the sound of it, have a read. That was Script Tease. Remember, this was just our version of the player's story, highlighting the bits that we think are important. You may also have your favourite bits or moments you want to mention. If you do, please leave a comment on SoundCloud or Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. That's all from us at The Aside, and this episode of Script Tease. There are a load of episodes in the bank, so feel free to go through those and find one that piques your interest. If you would like to ask us a question, do not hesitate to do so at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here, to Aaron Searle for providing the music, to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support, and of course, thank you for listening.